0: hey welcome to another episode of dead in sports on today's show we talk about charles barkley and lebron james war of words and all-star snubs who should have made the all-star team so who deserved to get in and who didn't all right so here's our conversation about charles barkley and lebron james
1: lebron james uh, is back in the news uh I don't want to say for the wrong reason. LeBron is back in the news. Uh a couple of weeks ago we talked about it and I think last week we talked about it on the podcast and on this podcast as well as off the bench. Uh if you haven't done so make sure that you subscribe to Off the Bench as well. Uh that's us talking a little bit more in depth about basketball. Um but LeBron had uh you know some comments were made by Charles Barkley on TNT Barkley said that LeBron's comments about them needing more play, him needing more help, needing more playmakers or ball handlers or what have you, uh, because it's tiring and his team was top heavy. Uh, Barkley said that those comments were, uh, quote unquote, whining. And he but before he started in on LeBron's comments, he prefaced it by saying that LeBron was a phenomenal player and that he didn't think that he thought that Cleveland had enough to, you know, to, to take it all the way. But he did come off and say that LeBron's comments were whining. Well, Cleveland, I don't know if you guys have been watching, but Cleveland's been losing lately. Uh, I think they, this past month, the month of January, they finished uh, under 500 for the first time, I think, since uh, LeBron's first stint in Cleveland. And I don't think LeBron ever finished a month under 500 when he was in Miami. Um, that being said, uh, you know, so LeBron, uh, made some comments last night after a loss against, uh, who they lose to last night? I can't remember. Anybody remember who they lost to last night? I think it was, was it, it wasn't Utah. It was somebody, um, nonetheless, they lost. So, <laughs> I mean, like that became like a, uh, an afterthought.
0: It was Dallas,
1: Dallas. That's that. They, thanks Ken. Um, so they lost to a depleted Dallas team. And a reporter asked LeBron, you know, what he thought. And somehow, you know, Charles Barkley's name came up and LeBron said, and I'll read you his quote. He's a hater. What makes what he says credible? Because he's on TV. Now, LeBron went on to add a little bit more than that. I'm not going to let him disrespect my legacy like that. You're going to put some respect on my name. Well, he didn't say that. (laughs) I'm not the one who threw somebody through a window. I never spit on a kid. I never had an unpaid debt in Las Vegas. I never said I'm not a role model. I never showed up to an all-star weekend on Sunday because I was in Vegas all weekend partying. Um, So LeBron basically just went in on him. And he finished up by saying, all I've done for my entire career is represent the NBA the right way. 14 years. Never got in trouble. Respected the game. Print that. Close quote. All right. So LeBron had that to say. So the, the word got out about that. And of course, you know, social media, Twitter, everything was on fire. LeBron and Charles Barkley have somewhat of a history. I remember just uh, this was last summer. Uh, LeBron was on, excuse me, Charles Barkley was on Mike and Mike. And they asked uh, Charles Barkley to name his top players of all time. And Here's his list. Jordan, two, Oscar Robertson, three, Bill Russell, four, Kareem, five, Wilt Chamberlain, six, Kobe Bryant, seven, Tim Duncan. And he stopped there. Purposely not adding LeBron to the list. Now, some people viewed it as a shot. Some people said, well, you know, if Barkley had finished, if he'd gone to 10, he probably would have named LeBron. So he has, you know, people feel like LeBron, like he's been kind of poking at LeBron to some degree. So LeBron clapped back based on what he had to say. And then Charles Barkley went to ESPN's uh, Chicago 1000 Waddle and Sylvie show, and he had the following to say. Number one, quote, number one, I have no problem with what LeBron said. Some of it was true. I did pay my debt. That's not true. Uh, I was never late to an All-Star game, so that's not true. But I don't overreact. I'm I'm not going to say anything bad about him or get personal. I stick by what I said. He was all whiny and everything that I said last week. So I'm good, man. If I'm going to be straightforward like I always try to be, I know guys are going to come back at me at sometimes. I'm good. He got personal, but I'm never going to get personal with an NBA player. All of my criticism or critiques are always just about basketball, and I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. Barkley went on to add, quote, clearly he's done his homework on some screw-ups I've had in my life. I really (laughs) appreciate him reading Clearly he, he Googled me and found out some things because I think he was young when I was playing. So I appreciate that. But listen, man, I'm not going to get upset about something that someone said about me. I'm not 12 years old. I think when you don't like the message, you just kill the messenger. Some of the things that he said about me is correct. That still doesn't make my message incorrect. I thought that he was really whining to complain the last couple of weeks about, not talking about he, he's got no help. Dude, you just won the championship. And then he finishes by saying, quote, I've met LeBron casually. He's always been great to me. I think I've been great and cordial to him. But this notion that we have to be friends, we're never going to be friends. That's not a negative thing. I'm not friends with none of these young guys. My job is to do my job, but I do understand this is a different generation where anytime you say something about young guys, they take it personal. They never worry about the crit. Worry about whether or not the criticism is fair or not. They take it personally. That doesn't bother me. Close quote. All right, man. I set them out for FIFo. Uh, what's your take on this, man? I, and I, I hate getting into this quote unquote TMZ sports. This he said, she said. But this is very compelling and it's funny in in, in so many ways. Uh, do, so I guess the question I'm going to ask here is. Was LeBron wrong? Was Barkley wrong? Uh, or or how, how do you see this? You know, honestly, no, I don't think
2: anybody's wrong. Because Barkley has an opinion. He gets paid a lot of money for that opinion. And outside looking in, Barkley makes some valid points. You just won the championship. You know, you are supposedly the greatest player. And as the greatest player, you... You elevate people, so why can't you elevate this group? So I understand that aspect, but I also understand LeBron's aspect because he's not measuring how great his team is by last year's standards. He's measuring it by Golden State standards because Golden State is molly whopping people by damn near 50 points, and Cleveland has yet to hit a stride like that. So he already knows that for us to repeat, we have to match or do what these guys over there on the West Coast is doing. And for them to have Kyrie and K-Love, right now they'd be fourth in the West, behind Houston. And we can legitimately say that Houston doesn't have a Kyrie or K-Love. So so Cleveland is behind the curve right now. And for LeBron to feel the way he feels, I think is justified. We need another guy if we think we're going to repeat because if everybody else stood pat, he wouldn't need to say these comments and they'd be right in the position where they need to be. Now, I still think Cleveland is going to win the championship, but I, I, I don't disagree with LeBron being the star player that he is voicing and saying, hey, we should do something else because all of these other guys have. Especially the guys at the top, so I, I I don't have any issue. Now, with LeBron's response, I felt was a bit personal, but I also understand the the route that Charles Barkley took at, for LeBron to take it personally. Because now you're talking about my competitiveness. That that's no longer about basketball. That's a direct shot at me and my character. So I understand LeBron personalizing his attack toward Charles Barkley. And I love how Charles responded. We don't have to be friends. I'm doing what I do. If that's how you take it, that's cool. That doesn't mean that I'm wrong, and it doesn't mean I'm going to stop. So everybody at the end of the day just needs to go ahead and play their role in their lane, and it'll blow over. Like I don't, I don't think that this means anything for anybody. Let them say what they need to say. If Braun felt that he needed to vent, let him vent. And everybody's still going Charles Barkley's still gonna be on TNT, talking some craziness sometimes, and sometimes being genius about basketball. It's just that's what it is. And LeBron is gonna go back to being LeBron, being uh you know in the media saying stuff. Having the passive aggressiveness, being you know flirting with a triple double, being the greatest player that he is, everything is normal. They just needed to vent, you know. I think it's water under a bridge, and 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 we're like at the end of the day, like you said, Kyle, this TMZ stuff. There's no end to it. There's like like there's no outcome out of this. So let's just talk about it and let's just keep it moving because it doesn't mean anything.
1: No doubt. No doubt. That's a great point. People. Great, great point. Um, what about you, B? Where, where do you stand on this? What, what's your take on Barkley and what he said and what LeBron said?
3: Yeah, I don't think I don't I don't like the way LeBron went personal. Um, I mean, if anything, LeBron should have replied back like, well, <laughs> you know, look who got a, look who got championships. What have you done? You know, as far as, you know, getting rings and, and, and being that dude and, you know, an NBA. Uh, him going on the personal talking about gambling debts and all that stuff yeah I don't I don't really agree with that him coming back that way because I mean yeah all he's still yeah but Charles Brockley said hey do you want to be competitive that's still in the form of basketball he's still critiquing them in the form of competitive in basketball I mean you can't go from oh hey man you ain't competitive Oh, well, yeah, well, you, you, then you're talking about someone's debt, or, yo, man, that's why you was cheating on your wife, or something like that. And you was doing this, <laughs> like, you're going through all that. And, but I'm still, and you still critiquing me on basketball. Like, I'm like, I don't know, LeBron, that, that looked a little bit, you know, put your panties in the brunch like that, man. You want to get, on. if you want to low blow him and talk about him being mean to kids and all that stuff and everything, he's just talking about you from in the form of basketball, and you didn't have to go low blow like that. So I didn't like that part of it. I mean, you know, for LeBron to say, well, you know, who are you to critique? It's like, well, I mean, he is a Hall of Famer. You know what I'm saying? He, he played the sport for, what, 16 years. So, I mean, he kind of have some sort of, you know, you know, I, I respect Charles Barkley in that sense when he's talking about the game because it's like, okay, he played at that high level for 16 years. He's a Hall of Famer. So, I mean, that's something. But I just don't like that LeBron went low blow with him. Like, he went low blow with it as far as, you know, him coming back. He could have just said something about Charles Barkley's NBA career. That would have been fine. But the low blow about how he reacts to her kids and gambling debts and all that stuff and how he is in Vegas, like, nah, I think that was a little too extra in my opinion. Um, just talk about his career because, obviously, you're you're superior at basketball than Charles Barkley, so you have that one up already or two or three up on him already. So go on that. Don't talk about the man' personal money issues, man. That was
1: just a little too low in my in my taste, in my opinion. No doubt, no doubt. What about you, Ken? Where, where, where's your? Where do you stand on this?
0: Um. Hmm. Well, I I, I remember when I read it or was was reading it. All, all I kept saying was,
1: "Ooh, <laughs> ooh, <laughs> ooh." <laughs> hey. Like like we're in the eighth grade. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know, man.
0: LeBron, I said this on Twitter. LeBron and D Wade, at this point in their career, they're tu- they're turning into uh, crumudgeons, man. Just grumpy old men. You know, they're just <laughs> every every, and, and this happens, man, with age. They just got to a point where they're tired of the constant jabs over and over and over again. And we know Barkley is the master of it. Barkley always has a strong opinion um, about LeBron, about the Warriors, about, it seems, anyone that's winning. And, you know, for for LeBron, LeBron just had enough. I have no problem with him uh, saying what he said, uh, saying the things that he said. Because what LeBron was pointing out is that I've been a model citizen in this league for 14 years. And while you're sitting here critiquing me, what have you done besides bring a negative image onto this league? Yeah, once you average, what, 28 and 11, 25 and 14, LeBron played in, what, two finals? Barkley was a baller, chased the ring before. You know, you've done some of the things that you're criticizing this, this, you know, in terms of chasing the ring, that you're criticizing this man for. So, for me, I I loved every bit of it because I I don't know what's going to happen with LeBron, but LeBron is, we're we're witnessing a transformation. He's, We've never seen him act like this before. We've never seen him react to stuff before. We all know that he he did he does behind closed door. Another comparison. He he's Tom Brady. He's gonna say the right things, and he's not going to give you bulletin board material. Not a lot. Um and now the kid gloves are off. A new sheriff is in town. And for me, when I look at Barkley's comments about him being whiny, and yes, he can view them that way, but what LeBron is looking at, is he look he's looking at and he knows that this team can't win the championship, or he feels that this team can't win the championship unless he does superhuman things like he's done when he played the Warriors the last two times. The last time they played the Warriors, I think, scared the mess out of LeBron James. I think it frightened the mess out of him because I think he saw something. We all know, Ralph, you know this. LeBron's IQ, basketball IQ is off the charts, photographic memory, the whole nine. So he uh, he can already see what's about to happen. And he's trying to prepare for it. So when he says, Didn't you win the championship last year, yeah, that team didn't have Kevin Durant though. Everybody's talking about and this is what you can criticize the person and stuff, you don't have to like it, fine, whatever. That's on you. That's why I'm, I'm not going to argue that. Whatever. But to say that he, to look at him winning the championship last year and to compare it this year and to talk about he doesn't have enough help, the Warriors, 73-9, and nine, just added Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. And I understand that they beat him before. But they added Kevin Durant and they're rolling. They are rolling right now. So he doesn't, he may not have enough help to beat that team. And he knows that. So you can't say that, oh, you just beat them last year and, and, you know, what do you mean you don't have enough help? You have the big three. Yeah, they still have their same squad and they had Kevin Durant. Come on. So you can't criticize him for wanting to add another piece that he feels can help solve the puzzle of beating the Warriors. So for, for Barkley to sit here and say... You know, you're whining and they gave you everything that they want. Yeah, they did. But they also promised to give him everything he want plus more. To do whatever it takes to win is what the Cavaliers committed to. And to David Griffin and and the owner's credit, they've done that. But there's just one or two more pieces that LeBron feels like they need. But if you look at this thing in in its totality as a whole in terms of What each has promised to do for one another. LeBron said, I'm going to bring a championship home. He's checked that off. David Griffin said, said, I'm going to give you all the pieces you need. He gave him all the pieces he need. Now, are you committed to win another championship? And that's what LeBron put on Twitter, if that's what we want to do. So, for me, he just got irritated because he knows what the end result will be. But for me, I love it. Because to me, I see LeBron developing a chip. He's getting that chip on his shoulder, a public chip on his shoulder that we've never seen before. I don't know what this is going to turn into in in terms of results and championships and titles, but it will be interesting to see how he takes this chip and to see what he does with this chip on his shoulder. I have no problem with TMZ. You can call it TMZ, Soap Opera, All My Children, whatever you want to call it. I'm loving every bit of it because he's annoyed, he's irritated. And if he takes it out on the court, we're all witnesses.
1: Well, I, I think and and everybody made a great point. I think um I I, I agree with FIFO. I, I don't I don't think either one of them are wrong. I think both could have handled it a little bit different. Um I we talked about Barkley's comments a couple of weeks ago, and I agree, and and it's it seems like more and more. I there's less and less that I agree with Charles Barkley about. Um, but I thought that, you know, LeBron I probably wouldn't use the word whiny, but I probably but he he is with well within his right to be critical of LeBron because I'm critical of LeBron because I feel like even though they are missing, you know, some parts or what have you, I still think that this team has enough to get to the finals and beat the Golden State Warriors. Will they? I don't know. But I think they, at the very least, I think that they have enough. Um, So I don't think that, and it's January, dog. I mean, like, it's so much basketball left to be played in between now and then. Have they lost games? Of course they have. I mean, but they're in the East. They're going to cakewalk through the East. And I know it's not about just winning the East for LeBron. It's about him winning. And maybe, just maybe, you're right. Maybe he's seeing something in in Golden State, and he knows that with Kevin Durant there, that that as constructed – the Cavaliers can't beat him. I get that, but even if he sees that, that I don't think that that's something that you admit publicly, and that you complain about publicly. I like I said, I had no problem with him talking about needing more help, but I just think that you go to the GM for that, or you go to you know the ownership about that. Now, if he goes to them and they don't do anything, then I, then okay, yeah, put him on blast publicly. Uh, as far as you know, what Barkley said, Barkley, like people said. Barkley's paid to be critical. He's not there to be anybody's friend. He's not there to to pat guys on the back and give them attaboys. Um, and I don't think what Barkley said really, because like B said, what he said was professional and LeBron went personal. So much like you can, when I read it the first time this morning, I'm like, ooh, and it felt like I was in eighth grade again, like somebody snapping on somebody. But at the end of the day, these are professionals and I think, LeBron, you have to be a little bit more professional there because you went personal. If you had said something like B said, if you had said something about, hey, man, tell Barkley to talk to me when he gets some rings. Hey, you know what? We would have laughed, <laughs> but there's not much we could have, there's not much Barkley would have said about it. Um, you know, with that being said, what if Barkley came back and said, well, you know, LeBron wants to get personal with me, but I ain't saying nothing about his daddy, Delonte West, then what? You know what I mean? So it's like I I don't think that you need to just play these kind of games. And Barkley's right. No, they're not friends. They're not going to hang out. They're not going to kick it at All-Star Weekend. They don't have to run in the same circles, and they probably won't ever run in the same circles. Um, I think it's good because it gives us something to talk about, us being sports guys. But I I think it's much made out of nothing. I I think LeBron probably has to understand that, you you know, People are going to be critical. I mean, really, to be honest, he could have just said, well, hey, that's just Charles, that's Charles' opinion. Because at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's his opinion. And he gets paid very well to give his opinion. And like Barkley said, he's not going to stop. Barkley don't, Barkley's not on social media, so he doesn't care about what – Barkley's never cared about what people said. He cares about his, what his teammates thought to some degree, and he cares about you know, what his family thinks. And that's it. Barkley, he's never cared. So it's not like it's that big of a deal to him, the fact that he alienated LeBron. TNT is not gonna call him into the office tomorrow and say, Hey, we've got you know Cleveland on Thursday night. You we need to have you need to have a sit down with LeBron. He ain't doing that. He didn't care. He, and he he doesn't and, and like I said, they don't have to operate in the same circles. But I think LeBron has to understand that there's gonna be a level level of criticism that comes with everything. And I mean if you're you're the best player in the game. You got two great players with you. You know people are going to look at it like, well, hey, dog, you complaining? You, you're bitching about you know needing help when you're the you're the so-called greatest player in the game. And to me, I think LeBron probably should be happy that he beat a team that had him down three-one. They went and got the second best player in the game because they beat him like they couldn't. They like Golden State threw their hands up and say, hey, well, we can't beat him. We got to go get this guy to beat him. And there's still nothing etched in stone to say that they will. We'll have to find that out in June. But um, I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm like FIFA. I don't. It, it's it's funny, but then it's it's to the point now. Where it's like it's just it's too much. It's just, that's just let's play ball because Barkley's going to keep talking. He's not going. You know, we've heard Barkley and disagreed with Barkley on things that he said about you know you know black folks and race relations and the whole nine. And 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 I like I said, I've I've disagreed with him fervently about most of the things that he said but i i didn't disagree with what he had to say about lebron um i don't know and i definitely understand where lebron is coming from and and this reporter if if the if the Cavs had won last night that reporter probably don't even get that quote but they just lost to a depleted dallas team like i said i think the Cavs have lost like seven of their last 11 or something like that and, you know, they finished the month of January under 500. LeBron's frustrated, and rightfully so. Uh, Kevin Love has been out with back issues, and Kyrie, you know, they look still looking for a playmaker, and the team is talking about bringing these guys in for, uh, you know, auditions or tryouts, if you will. Um, and he's frustrated. And it's the middle of It's like, Ken, I think you mentioned it last week. It's the dog days of the NBA. If you're still losing to teams like Dallas come. March and April, then I'd be concerned. But I think they got enough. I don't really know that there's anybody else out there that they could go get to make Cleveland that much better. So the reality is he's going to have to pretty much win with what he has anyway. And if he's able to win with what he has, and even if he feels like he has a depleted lineup, then that just adds to the legend. If you ask me, that adds on to what, like Ken said, what he did last year, that adds even more to LeBron's legacy. If he can beat Golden State with a depleted roster, and you know, with them adding Kevin Durant, I mean, it's January. You know, take your lumps, man. It, it's it's called a price of fame. People are always going to have something to say, and Barkley gets paid to talk. So you, so ultimately, LeBron's not going to win that battle of talking anyway, because Barkley always got a microphone in front of him, always. So and he's a part of the media. The media, you know, more often than not, they're going to keep talking. So that was uh, that was very interesting. Interesting. Uh, newsworthy notes, uh, if you will, TMZ sports edition uh, before we get out of here, man, uh, the all-star game. We talked about a couple of weeks ago when the all-star game starters were named uh, for the NBA all-star game, which is a couple of weeks from here. Um, but then the reserves were just named last week. I won't go through the list, but uh, obviously anytime the reserves get named, uh, there are obviously some obvious omissions. Um, Ken, is there anybody that stands out either on the East or the West that you think got snubbed that should have made the All-Star team?
0: Oh, man. You know what? Um, Joel Embiid.
1: Mm. Joel mm. Embiid
0: mm. should have been an All-Star, man. What he's done to to that franchise, they're winning games without him. That's the type of impact he's had on that organization because now they're, they are about winning. And he for all intents and purposes. It seems like he expects them to go out there and win. Joel Embiid, for what he's done for the NBA, should have been on the All-Star team because he's brought some excitement to the game with his personality and and just his on-the-court play and, and, and everything, man. So um, I'll just give one because I know B and, and Ralph got some others that I could easily reel off. But for me, man, uh, Joel Embiid is the one guy I was disappointed seeing that he didn't make the All-Star team.
1: Okay, B, what about you, man? Who, who you got? Uh, any All-Star game snubs? Um, I think, again, with second year in a row,
3: I think Damian Lillard, you can definitely put him down for the snub again. I think he's going to – I think just like last year after the All-Star weekend, Damian Lillard was playing angry, and I think it's going to be the same case. I think this second half of – the season. You know, after the All Star weekend, I think he's gonna be playing angry. Yeah, <laughs> um I, I definitely team. see that coming in. Huh?
0: I said good. He's on my fantasy team.
3: Yeah, I think yeah, I think he's gonna he's gonna be playing angry, man. He's gonna be mad. And yeah, Joel Joel M D, that was a good one because, he, he I mean what he's been doing, you know, has been crazy. I think I would I think this season I would have possibly picked um my man from Utah. Uh, over DeAndre, um, uh, shoot. yeah, Rudy, Rudy Goldberg, yeah, I would I would have probably picked him possibly to be, make his first time, um, you know, all-star for, uh, you know, I mean, you could kind of go either or, cause I mean, yeah, he's averaging 12, I think like 12 rebounds a game, DeAndre Jordan averaging 14, but, uh, Gilbert averaging 2.5 blocks and DeAndre averaging only 1.8. You know, Gilbert's averaging more points. Uh, you know, it's like give or take, but yeah, I think um I would have put him over down. I would I wouldn't I wouldn't have an issue with him being in, man. I think he got snubbed. But yeah, him and Damon Lillard, I say got snubbed. And yeah, um, Joel, I think what he's playing, what he's been doing with the minutes he's been playing, yeah, yeah, it's definitely a snub.
1: True indeed, true indeed. What about you, fifa Who you got?
2: You know, I I agree with Ken, Joel, and Bede. Um. You know, like like his impact. Look, man, I I know I said something about this guy being rookie of the year before the damn year. I gotta go back and make sure I did say that. Um, but now, nah, man, Joel and B, like Ken said, they're winning games without him. That level of impact is is as astronomical, man. Like on, only superstars have that type of cachet, that type of impact. You know, even when their presence is felt even when they're not there. They still believe that's that's the type of impact Joel Embiid has had. Um, obviously Dame Lillard agree would be. I also think CJ McCollum. Um, because I I think he has become Dame's equal. Um, out there, did, did did y'all see that Has he put on Draymond Green the other night? Like, yo, man, sometimes he's he, playing yeah. better so, than Dame Lillard. I agree. I agree. Um, CJ McCullum ha, ha- has arised. Um and-, and I think he's definitely a snub. I think Rudy Gobert can be on that squad too. But I think it it was about time DeAndre Jordan made that squad. I, I think it was it was overdue. Um but I, I think hey, everybody Ken
0: Ken, you wasn't high on CJ McCollum at first, wasn't you? I didn't know I didn't know anything about him. Yeah. I didn't learn about CJ. FIFA put me on the onto CJ.
3: Yeah, about to say, I thought we tr- we tried to tell you that CJ. Like, I think we- it was like a topic about like a question was like, who's like the next the next group of guys? And I think we say CJ, and you was like, nah, not on that. So on him, you were like, I what? Th- no, I
0: think I got on him because he was on my fantasy team, and I was like, who the hell is CJ McCollum? Why he on my team? And y'all were like, nah, yeah, y- 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 y'all and y'all 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 actually put me on, man. I didn't
1: know. I had no clue. Yeah, I got um. I much like you can. I I got I got Embiid. Embiid's the guy that stood out really. Um, I think he uh he, it wasn't until and and I've I've actually said this a couple of times on Twitter. You really don't get an appreciation on watching Embiid just from seeing highlights. And I think like for the first month or so of the season when he was playing, all I saw was highlights. So I, like I, I didn't get a chance to actually sit and watch a game. And then they came on TV one night. It was on, it was some West coast game, I think. And, um, I was up and it was on NBA TV, man. And I sat and actually watched him play. And I was like, damn, yo, it it would be, I, I wish like hell, he could have and this was when he was really really heavy on that uh that minutes restriction I think at that particular time he's only playing like 20 22 minutes a game and um and I was just beyond impressed and I was like yo if this dude can stay healthy that's been the thing man but I, I thought that he probably should have gotten as an as an as a uh, all-star reserve um I think um, the sky's the limit for this dude, man. I know he's missed a couple of games here recently uh, just for soreness. And it's nothing major, just soreness, and they've kind of held him out. And, they, you know, the the Sixers, you know, low-key, man, the Sixers, if they can string some wins wins together, the Sixers aren't that far from possibly making the playoffs this year. And I think the, the more and more that they can play this guy, You'll get a chance to say, and I think the thing is, like, because we watch basketball, we understand how good he is and how good he can be. But I I would like to see him on the, the bigger stage on a on a big game against, you know, some great competition like a Cleveland or. Or maybe you know golden State or something like that where where the the basket the whole basketball community can see this guy, but yeah he he would have gotten my vote man I thought, he hey, was, I think re- he's been incredible quick, all year go ahead
3: quick, quick question I'm looking at the reserves now, so who y'all think who would y'all replace Mb with uh the reserves you got um Paul millsap, Kimball Walker, john wall, Paul George, Isaiah Thomas, Kyle Lowry, and kevin love
1: i i to be honest, I replace him with millsap and and I you know the hearts of my team. But I, I I think how can I say this? I, it's not that I don't think Millsap had an All Star season, but this season has not been as good as some of as some of the others where he's made the All Star team. Um, so yeah, I in a heartbeat. In fact, to be honest, when the when the reserves were were named B, that's the first thing that I saw. When I saw him on there. Mm-hmm. And when the CMB was, wasn't was on, I was like, damn. I said they gave they gave it over him. Because that's where I would have made the change. I, I wouldn't have voted uh uh Millsap in this year.
0: All right. That's going to do it for us. That's the show. Thank you for listening. And make sure you please subscribe to uh, the podcast. Also, check out the other podcasts. Check out 12 Cow Podcast. The 12 Cow Podcast. Also, if you're a fan of hip-hop, check out Danny Hip-Hop on YouTube. That's youtube.com slash Danny Hip-Hop. And the... NBA podcast, Off the Bench. And finally, check out Runaway Jukebox, uh, as they put it, your favorite music podcast. Until next time, we out. Peace.